Have we started? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah. Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Hello and welcome to the Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, Ross Miller, and I'm joined by our MV Cheese. It's Delicious Cheese himself, Reese. Hello. I'm starting to get used to that, the MV Cheese. (laughs) It's like growing on me. (laughs) <laughs> and she needs no introduction as she's terrible at doing them it's the queen of cosplay Karina Hello. <laughs> that was savage man yeah, it was I, I cringe every time it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so later on this episode we welcome back Rhea for the final interview before the game releases next week But before we get to that, we usually start this podcast with what we have been playing. And I'm going to start with you, Karina. I've been playing all sorts. Uh, What have I been playing? Deep Rock. I played a bit more Deep Rock. Really enjoying the game. Uh, A lot of fun for streaming purposes, just because, like I mentioned last week, the amount of times when people... It's normally when you're in the worst spot ever, everyone just spawns loads of dreadnoughts and it, it goes crazy and it's just a bit of fun really as long as you don't take it too seriously it's a really really fun game um but i mentioned you know most of it last week's podcast uh, on top of that same old PUBG. as always i still can't get away from that game it's a bit scary how much i, I spend on there too much time too much time and also tried out fortnite's new 20 they've got a 20 v 20 v 20 v 20 v 20 mode i tried that out that's quite intense actually because if you if you don't land correctly um, and you don't get a weapon within the first like five seconds, you're you're screwed. You'll just die. And obviously you're in teams, but everyone's just it's just every man for themselves still. And I I, I it's safe to say I feel very badly at that game, very very badly at the twenty v twenty mode. Doing? Playing Fortnite though, don't you know that it's going to turn you into like a violent and antisocial individual? Oh, I forget. That it make, meant to make me like want to shoot people or whatever it is. Yeah, nowadays. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I might, <laughs> I might go around hiding in a bush, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> what night causes Karina to hide in shrubberies? That sounds really creepy. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow we, we talk about you and, and your like bush fetish in Fortnite every time it comes up and somehow we manage to make it weirder every time. <laughs> bush wookie life. That's what it is. <laughs> um but apart from there, what else? I feel like I played Tomb Raiders again, but I think that's last week. And I also tried another idea Xbox game, so I tried the Portal Bridge Constructor. Constru- <laughs> Portal Bridge Constructor. Yeah, there we go. Um, basically, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of Portal in general. So, uh, you know, to have a kind of side game sequel or prequel um, to it, it was quite nice. Um, I got very frustrated with it. You basically, you play a test subject and you go fix bridges from one side to another. But obviously, it's not as simple as that because you've got GLaDOS and you've got to get these test subjects in cars across bridges. But obviously, there's obstacles in your way. There's the turrets. There's the uh, horrible uh, acid goo. Uh, you've got to get the right poles or else they just 
uh, send you going flying into acid. And it's safe to say I killed a lot of test subjects in the process of me of trying out <laughs> the levels. Uh, but obviously in GLaDOS style. Um, but no, it, it's still it's very, very uh, portal-esque, obviously. But it, it's really fun. It was really, really fun to play. Uh, I got... What levels did I go to? I think I got past 10, but there's I, I've heard there's like... 50, 60 plus levels. Um, I've got loads to still do. Um, unfortunately, I just got really frustrated because my bridge kept collapsing because I, I found out I'm really bad at making bridges. And mm. I don't think... Not that I need to make bridges. I mean, I, I don't know how I'd make bridges in real life, but I'm really bad at it anyway. But no, that was a really, really nice nice game to try out, actually. And the uh, GLaDOS still has the Savage one-liners. Good. So potential future game of the week or what you think it's good enough for game of the week maybe maybe if you're into i think it's good and i think i think yeah i think it's more addictive like it's one of those that you want to you want to keep going keep playing keep trying something else and you want you want to get the level finished definitely an addicted game uh so yeah i'd I'd say yeah it could be a potential game of the week Oh, right, you, Reese. Well, I've uh, I played quite a few games uh, this week. Actually, uh, I got a few new ones. I played uh, Turok One and Two, uh, and I have to say that Turok One has not aged well at all. Um, it plays like ass, and it, it looks even worse. But Turok Two, um, it's still as good as it used to be. It looks good. And it plays really well. It sounds good. And the ultraviolence is just as hilarious as I remember. Um, so Turok 2 is definitely worth a play for anybody who's who's like uh, on the fence about the, uh, the if will this will playing this again, you know, destroy my childhood nostalgia. It won't. It's really good. Just skip Turok 1. Um, I also played a bit more of Pit People because that finally came out of early access. And I'm trying to finish the story. Uh, that is that is one hell of a funny game. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, but the game has got me in stitches. I, I love Stamper. He's just he's just so funny. And and finally, last night I played uh, uh, with a friend a little bit of Nine Parchments, uh, which is a game by a Finnish developer called Frozen Bite, uh, who are famous for the Trine series. Have you guys played Ooh. the Trine games? Yeah, I've played Trine. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. This has nine parchments has to be one of the most beautiful video games ever made. I mean, I know that's a huge thing to say, but it is stunning. Like even the main menu made my jaw drop for how beautiful it is. Not just the quality of the graphics, but the art style. It's vibrant and colorful and crisp and it's just gorgeous. It's a, a top down sort of twin stick shooter. Uh, but you, instead of like shooting, uh, you, you sort of make magic. It's, it's surprisingly difficult. Uh, the game has friendly fire, which makes it, uh, really changes how you play a twin stick shooter because you actually have to be careful of your allies. Um, and it's a lot slower and more tactical than your average twin stick, but it's, it's fun. Uh, it's not, it's not gonna blow anyone's mind. Um, uh, but if you're after a, a really, a really kind of different and challenging twin stick experience. I'd recommend giving it a try, but everyone should at least see it in motion. I, I'm going to post a whole bunch of screenshots on Twitter, actually, because it's just it's stupidly beautiful in in 4K on the uh, the, the Xbox One X. Oh, it's just it's amazing. And that's what I've been up to. What about you, Ross? 
Um, I haven't had much opportunity to play games this week. I was away for the weekend, so that really ate in and meant I missed the final beta for Sea of Thieves, which I was not uh, happy about. I was sick, so I couldn't. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't bring myself to do it. That made me upset too. But in the, the, the small time that I've been gaming this week, I did actually turn on Portal Bridge Constructor myself, but oh. didn't make it through the initial questions. At the beginning of that <laughs> oh, game, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> it asks you a bunch of questions, and if you give the incorrect answer, then it makes you go right back to the very start. I lasted 10 minutes and then gave up. Oh. <laughs> are they like funny questions? They or? are quite funny. I think I was just, I was just, I was putting it on to give it a quick try because I really, really wanted to play it and I will give that more time. I love the Bridge Constructor um, series, so I actually can't wait to get some more time with that. But in the, sh- the little time that I've had gaming this week, other than the indie game of the week, which we will get to, uh, I have just been playing PUBG, unfortunately. I feel as if this is turning into my new Rocket League. That, that much. Yeah, um, I've decided that I'm not very good at the game. I, I'm really not. When I look at some of the people that I play with and the way that they play, I've got a lot to learn. And I think that's just down to I haven't had enough time to really sit down and, and learn it all. Plus also, you know, it's when you're in a firefight, that's the only time you've got to learn PUBG is learn how to shoot, learn what to do in that close scenario. So you have to keep on playing it to just even get the confidence up to approach gunfights in a way that you are confident enough that you can take down the opposing member of the team. And nine times out of ten, when I kill someone, it is just luck. I mean, why didn't you take the the, uh, patented Uncle Jesse method and play for a couple of hours and just land in like the busiest place you can find and just like get like half a dozen kills and then get slaughtered and have like a five minute match and then just jump back into another one until you're like familiar with the guns. Cause I like stats. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. More win loss ratio. I, well, I keep on going on about this. I, I streamed of the Xbox ambassadors a few weeks ago. Uh, and in the games that we played, we played on North American servers. So when I load up my stats for the North American servers, I played four games, three of which I finished in the top 10, and one was a chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. So I've got That's 100% in the top 10 in my North American server, and I keep on looking at it and feeling really, really proud. Whereas in reality, I had nothing to do in those games. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't no, want to say anything. Yeah. Uh, other than that, this week, I have been playing Darkest Dungeon, which is this week's Party Chat Podcast Indie Game of the Week. Reese, this is one I know that you have been waiting to get your hands on for quite some time. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Tell us why Darkest Dungeon is the Game of the Week. So Darkest Dungeon is a very popular game. It's been out for a couple of years now. Uh, it has a very high score uh, on Metacritic. Uh, it was basically released out of, I believe it was originally a Kickstarter project, and then it went early access, and then it went out of early access onto Steam, then onto the PS4, and then onto the Switch, and then last but not least, onto the Xbox One. So I've been like sitting here, you know, tearing my nails out, waiting for it to finally get onto the Xbox, but it's here now. Um, and it is a, ooh, how do you describe Darkest Dungeon? It's basically a classical sort of roguelike game, but it also has like 
the sort of classic 2D turn-based combat, a bit like the old Final Fantasy series, mixed with a really sort of atmospheric, uh, very gothic and Lovecraftian and oppressive atmosphere and uh, a lot of like stat building and like i say it's got this really tactical and roguelike element because you will die uh, over and over and over again your characters they literally go insane that's darkest dungeon and so i i love stuff like this and, and couldn't wait to give it a try and obviously i've been playing it i've been uh I, I made a team and named everybody after the guys from the party chat podcast it was a pretty pretty wild ride uh we set out and Basically, everyone lost their mind. Uh, Ross, you were a kleptomaniac who was stealing everybody's loot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Clayton, Clayton was a known cheat and gambler, I believe. Um, and, and we, we stayed alive for a while, but then it all fell apart. And Ross, you ended up stabbing yourself in the face with your sword. Sounds and, like me. But before that, uh, Clay went insane with paranoia and started like, mistrusting the other teammates and you ross you refused to eat and refused to heal and refused to sleep because god was telling you not to and then eventually you stab yourself in the face and then after that it was like a domino effect uh karina hit karina attacked clay the shock of which <laughs> made clay's character literally have a heart attack and drop dead and then karina had a heart attack because of what she'd done and dropped dead. And then I managed to heal her and she got back up and started ranting and raving and dropped dead from another heart attack. <laughs> and then I tried to retreat because the only character left was me with my name. And he, he was a, a, a caster and he couldn't attack melee. That was his, uh, is one thing he has to be at the back of the party everybody just lost their minds and that's just another day in in darkest dungeon it, it's full of these uh amusing little stories uh did you guys did you guys give it a try i did i, did. I, I know you did obviously but did you get a chance <laughs> to try it karina well i've not gone around to it but ah, i kind of I I want to do a similar thing just for the storyline base you, you should you, you can, it's really funny for making your own stories i know that clayton he played and did the same thing that I did, named everybody after us. And he's also sharing his his experiences in our, our trip towards insanity because it's it's unavoidable. In fact, the game, when it begins, it hits you with this big wall of text that basically says you will die. And Darkest Dungeon is about making the best out of a bad situation, I think is what it says. Uh, it's It's really hard, but it's not – it's like addictive. You know, you want to go back. You can always – keep upgrading your town and keep keep pushing on to find the new stuff and the narrator has got to be one of the coolest dudes i've ever heard i want him narrating my life <laughs> that would be an expensive <laughs> way just to keep yourself entertained but yeah but i mean can you just imagine this guy go, going to mcdonald's you know i need a mac flurry <laughs> like he's got this really deep gothic voice <laughs> What did you think of it, Ross? Well, look, you know, I started it and you have hyped this game up for as long as I've known you, basically, right? Mm, mm. Uh, and I could not wait to get my hands on it. I got excited. I set aside some time, you know, some proper gaming time uh, to sit down and get it. I started it. I was getting involved in it. And then something just didn't click with me. Now, there is nothing wrong with the game. 
I think it's more down to me. I just couldn't get, I just couldn't continue. I, I just, I, I've got no desire to continue with it. I see. Did you, did you lose? Did you die and why? No, no, or did you just get bored halfway? I've just got slightly bored with it. And as I said, I think this is more of a reflection on me and maybe not being my type of game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a game for everyone. I think the mechanic oh, no, no. and everything was absolutely amazing. I love the narrator. I, you know, there is so many positives I can take from the game. And as I said, you know, it's nothing to do with the game itself. It is solely down to me. It's just not for me. Well, I mean, you know, it's for anyone who doesn't know, uh, who hasn't actually seen the game, uh, and I was sort of trying to explain the mechanics. I didn't really explain how the game looks and plays because you don't really, you don't really do anything. You just, uh, you just select from from menus, like it's um, it's a very passive game, you know, very old yeah. school and tactical. You're not you're not controlling the dudes and fighting like in Dark Souls, you know, dodge rolling out of the way and stuff like that. It's it's 2D and even the fighting is like animated in like this sort of really simplistic and stylized way when you when you make an attack. It's like only one frame of animation, uh, so it's definitely not for any everyone. Um, I'm hoping, I, I'm going to give it, like, even just hearing your passion about it and the stories and how much you and Clay, because uh, Clay's not with us at the moment, but he will join us for the interview later. You know, it makes me want to really like it. And maybe it's just something I've got to sit down and really sort of get myself into. And I'm sure once the story and everything takes a hold of me, hopefully I can get more into it. But at the moment, it just hasn't clicked. Now, it's disappointing, but not entirely unsurprising. One of the reasons why I pushed for it to be this week's game of the week is because it's such a different game, and I know that basically I'm the only one who's going to love it. And you know, I was really not sure how you guys would would take mm-hmm. this kind of really sort of hardcore old school style game. Uh, and it, I was shocked to see how much Clay loved it because you know he he just plays Siege, right? You know, yeah. so I thought if anyone was going to hate this game, it was going to be him, and he, he's loving it. So it's it's really divisive, but I do recommend you guys give it a try. And I mean, of course, you can always try to win a copy on Friday. Congrats to the guys who won uh, Deep Rock Galactic last yeah. week, by the way. Um, that's that's. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Yep, so check out our Twitter feed at Party Chat Pod on Friday to have a chance to win one of two copies of this week's Game of the Week, Darkest Dungeon. But you know what, Ross? I think maybe it's time we get to the interview. Why the hell not? Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's interview as promised we have guys from rare or guys and gals i should say back again to talk about sea of thieves because it's one week to release less than one week by the time you hear this it's only going to be four whole days everybody's very excited uh joining us we have emma bridal say hi emma hello emma is the engagement manager you're supposed to say hi emma you, you oh, just hi, say hello. hi emma yeah exactly uh and we've got uh, joe neat the executive producer uh, hello, everyone. And someone new who we haven't had on the podcast before is Shelley Preston, who is the senior designer. Hello, Shelley. Ahoy. Welcome. <laughs> hey, it's got to be pirate. Hey, pirate. Right. Pirate. Say hello and not pirate. So uh, I'm supposed to actually like do the whole welcome spiel, but uh, one more week, guys. Uh, I, 
I don't know what noise to make. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then excited and over, wow. yeah, just all the things. Oh, it's it's exciting, exciting stuff. But uh, as uh, as I said before, we've had uh, Joe and Emma on before many times, uh, and this is Shelley's first time. So, like I said, welcome to the podcast. But uh, for those who have never, uh, those weird people who don't actually listen to the Party Chat podcast that often, who are who are unfamiliar with you, how about we go around the table and you guys actually just uh, introduce yourself? Well, you already have, but you know, say basically what it is that you do at uh, at Rare. I'll start with you, Emma. Hi, I'm Emma Bridal. I'm the engagement manager at Rare, which means I look after the community team. So if you have tweeted us, posted on our Facebook pages, um, been in our forums, it's my team that are getting back to you and passing on all your feedback and hopefully entertaining you at the same time. Nice. And Joe? Uh, yeah, so I'm the executive producer uh, on Sea of Thieves. Been on it since the start and uh, really responsible for... Just the, the overall direction of the project, really. Like, yeah, everything and nothing at the same time. Everyone else does all of the work. And, uh, uh, but I just kind of, yeah, make sure that we're, we've got the right vision. Um, you know, that, that we, our plans fit into our timeframes, fit into our budget and everything else. And that, um, you know, that we ultimately deliver the game that our, that our players expect. And, uh, yeah, that, that's really my role. Um, you're, you're the one holding the discipline stick. We've gone straight into that kind of podcast. <laughs> and finally, Shelley. Uh, yeah, I'm Shelley Preston. I'm a senior designer. And I'm part of the design team here at Rare. So essentially, we just are responsible for creating the vision for Sea of Thieves and then caretaking that vision all the way right from its early inception through to what people are going to play in four days time that is going to be awesome um on a scale of one to holy crap just how excited are you guys for next week's release 50 billion trillion million. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many it's, years it's, has it been it's been like since we started as a really really small team it's been just coming up to four years so it's it's been a it's been a long time it's been a long voyage um so oh, but it's, nice. it's it's really exciting because we we began just with a tight a very very small team didn't we would just yeah. post it's on walls and um and just coming up with the idea and i think we the first time we had the prototype in a in a state that we were like this is the game experience at Sea of Thieves. That was about three and a half years ago, wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah, yeah. It took about five, six months of a super small team just kind of coming up with that 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 vision and then proving out the gameplay in very rough and ready form. No offense to Shelley's one, wonderful modeling um And they, uh, it techniques. was wonderful. Yeah, in, uh, <laughs> uh, in the game. So, but, uh... <laughs> now, um, you've basically been developing this game in a kind of soft early access with Insider Program in tandem with the fans for what, several years now, it seems feels like. Uh, that's something... A year and a bit. A year and a bit. There you go. Uh, this is something that you never see in AAA games. Do you guys think it's made Sea of Thieves a better game for it? Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, yes. I, <laughs> but, it, but it really has. I think... Um, for multiple reasons, right? One, one, we, it's a shared world game that you have to test in a, in the real world, right? Yeah. And we have our, I guess, 
expectations of the features that we work on, right? Um, and what we think is going to happen. But we, we, you know, we're never really sure because are we role playing in the studio yeah. because we know how we've designed it and we're playing in the right way. And so you're testing stuff out and, and assessing player behaviours, right? Yeah, I think, I think like Joe says, it's you can only do so much when there's a um, studio of you here. Even even with a hundred plus people playing, it's not quite the same as putting it out there and really seeing what what people do and being surprised by what people do and um are people going to do the things that we hope they're going to do are they going to break those expectations and do things we never dreamed of and you know both in ways where they're breaking stuff that we didn't expect to break and we need to fix (laughs) it and just finding stuff awesome that you know we weren't necessarily um always 100 percent sure how certain things were going to go down but we put them out there like uh, the gunpowder barrel being an example like we were um not 100% sure if that was going to be too powerful, being able to blow up other people on your crew, all that kind of stuff. We put it out there and everybody absolutely loved it, had a had a blast with it. There you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, Don't talk to me and, about and it. And it really helps us, you know, it helps us to, um, yeah, just it helps us to cement the vision and just make sure that the vision that we're trying to communicate is coming across to the audience on a, on a smaller scale before it goes to everybody. Yeah. But I think, uh, just jump in, I think as well, building a community around the game and kind of having this um you know th- this this community grow and grow and grow alongside alongside the game yeah. with us it was definitely a risk to 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 take that right like you say it was december 2016 we launched the insider uh, program we kind of invited our first thousand players into the technical alpha when it was a you know a really feature light version of the game but we really felt that that we had to get it out there had to start testing had to start testing our kind of our scale our capability and also building a community that know what you're doing, understand what you're doing, because it's a very unique game, right? Yeah. And so, and and as we know, and as Emma knows very, very well, we can't be everywhere answering questions all the time in every single channel. And, and so you have to educate your community to help answer those questions. Um, you know, whether that's the deckhands that manage our forums and the clubs and everything else or everyone else in the community that is is out there on Discord and Twitter and everything else kind of, um, you know, helping get the message out about what Sea of Thieves is and what we want it to be. I think as well, like creatively, you, because we've always known we want Sea of Thieves to be a game that doesn't just launch and then that's it. You know, we continue, we continue updating it. We keep, you know, providing the game as a service. So creatively for us to get in the mindset of um, letting people see the game before it's finished, although it's never finished now for us, and, and letting people see elements of the game as as and when we build them, and then just adding to that. That's creatively been um, a challenge creatively, to like kind of let go and let people see things in that kind of early way, but it's it's been something that's been really good for us and held us in good stead for the future as well, I think. Yeah, and I, I remember sitting down with Joe when this was really sort of at the beginning of things, and Joe saying, you know, we're going to be really open, we're going to be really transparent with how we're doing this. When we say we're building we absolutely mean it. And it's a completely different way of doing things for us. And we're going, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But we've, we've got some people in our community that have been with us basically from the very first moment we announced it, and they're still with us. And that's something that's really special. And we're seeing new people all the time. Um, this is a game, I think, that a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, a lot of people say, you know, this is the game I always wanted. They write us their wish lists. We put things out there. It's things that they say, oh, I never knew I wanted this, but this is perfect. Like the shooting yourself out of a cannon, for example. <laughs> um, although some, some people didn't like that initially. Um, but yeah, it's, 
Like, hey, we're wrong. <laughs> my I feel favorite... like it's a backstory. Yeah. My favourite thing is actually shooting Reese from a cannon constantly. If I could just do that, real life game, I don't mind. But yeah, so people going, oh, it's silly. I don't see the point. What's, where's the fun in that? And then they tried it. Their, their minds were changed. And, I think um, I think that that's kind of the thing with CFUs. Like some of it, it's not really always the kind of game that you can just. Um, like see a see a trailer or see a moment of you really like you get an idea of it when you play it or you watch it on Twitch and you really understand like how all these moments come together. Not any one thing in isolation. It's not just being able to fire yourself out of a cannon. It's the moment where you fired yourself out of a cannon in a storm, landed on another ship and then stole their treasure, or yeah. fired yourself out of a cannon, hit into the side of an island and died spectacularly, and everyone on your crew was laughing. It's all the moments coming together, and I think that's what's unique about. Thieves, and that's why it's not about any one element. Yeah. Yeah. So all the time that you're playing with Emma here, and she fires herself out of a cannon and flies completely over no. the island and lands yeah, in the I water on the other side. Every time, and you mentioned gunpowder barrels as well earlier. <laughs> and I, the first time I played it, I was actually streaming with Reese and Ross, and just decided to see what would happen if I shot it, and I killed it. <laughs> I don't get blamed for that. I don't know. I just, I just wanted to see. They were going, "Don't shoot it." Oh, but it's so tempting. Yeah. <laughs> It was so powerful, it actually cut my stream off for a bit. I <laughs> completely. So guys, despite being uh, so open with the game development, is there still a lot of surprises or behind the scenes that you'll be waiting for on launch day? There's still, a few, there's, there's still a few little things that we haven't shown off yet that are still going to be coming, right? Um, we... Uh, just trying to think about when this goes out, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, um, but, you know, there's always going to be stuff for players to discover in there, right? Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, some a lot of the little lore stuff that we've hidden around and everything. Yeah. And, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's already there if you just look beyond the, you know, the immediate um, that, that people are discovering, which is really cool. But there's a lot of stuff buried there. There's a lot of like like Joseph or a lot of backstory. Um, and you know, it's not just what's going to be there as well. It's what we're going to add over time. We're going to keep adding things. Or you know, maybe we won't always tell you exactly what we've added. Maybe we'll surprise you along the way as well. I'm getting surprised all the time because I'll I'll be playing with people and they go, oh, come over here, have you seen this? And it's little, sometimes little details that the art team have snuck in that haven't necessarily been going around in our internal updates that just sort of pop up here and there. There's always stuff to find. Chicken pirate lords. Chicken pirate lords. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll add that to the feedback list. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here That's first, guys. Pirate lords. Pirate lords. I'll take it. Chicken themed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 guys, guys, guys. This just happened today. Like the news just broke today when we're recording this, which is before Thursday. But tell us about the golden bananas. Oh. Yes. They look so pretty. Yes. They look so nice. Yeah. So, um. Uh, yeah. So. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one word for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the um, it was the UK kind of um, team came and presented that idea to us, and we were just like, "Yep, sold." Um, especially when they were like, "Yeah, we want the prize to be some golden bananas." And so, yeah, that's going to be something that's going to be playing out for a little while, and is honestly, we I don't want to spoil too much of it, but um, obviously the prize is awesome, but all of the different things you're going to have to do to kind of have a chance of getting your hands on the prize is going to be amazing. I think, um, uh, you know, we've, That's yeah, really this, I know, I know I can't help it, but, um, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's such a cool thing. And, it, and what's, 
what's great about I think being at Rare and being part of Xbox is that we get to be, you know, we're quite an independent studio out here in the middle of the the kind of English countryside and the insider program was a like like um i think it was you that said this Russ, or, or was it Reese? i'm not sure but um uh about the you know this insider program that we've done it's it's quite unusual for a um uh, for a triple a first party studio to take this kind of approach to bring a game to market but we felt we could do that and it's that's that kind of independent streak i think that we've got kind of running through us we wanted to do something that was a bit different but then when it comes as you're heading towards the launch of a game that's when the xbox kind of mm. support and power of being part of this organization they just start dialing stuff up that we couldn't even hope to organize and do from here and um yeah that like there's there's another thing as well which you guys won't know about but it's being like oh, it's because being because in, in 35 minutes so we can yeah. So, so they like this will have happened by now on this. Um, yeah. And, and it's I hope. So confusing. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, and, uh, let, me, let, me just, let me just get my email yeah. ready for Kotaku. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're we're announcing a human cannonball stunt. So t- talking about firing yourself out of cannons. <laughs> yes. Um, we are. We are. So we, you know, this at, the, at this point in time, we would have been trying to have broken the world record for firing someone um like out of a out of a cannon um, in real life in, in real, real life, life. Best thing really ever. what is the record it's about 193 feet or 197 feet or something we're trying to get 200 feet i think um yeah. did, did you hire someone from jackass to do that <laughs> he's, he's a second generation human cannonball Oh. He's followed in the steps of his father. He's been doing it for 11 years, and he currently holds the record, so he's trying to break his own world record. I'm glad yeah. that his and father so- was around long enough to father children. And so, depending on sorry, depending on how it went, um, we're either we are, we're either feeling very celebrated or very yeah. very sad and respectful. <laughs> <laughs> you all erased it from the internet. <laughs> oh. So yeah, so if you could edit this appropriately, when. Uh, <laughs> We'll just, get to we'll that just keep talking about twenty thousand pound bananas. Yeah, but there's going to be all sorts of stuff like this: the golden banana stuff, the human cannibal. There's there's more stuff coming, um, and there's genuinely, again, I can't leak this thing, but um, one of the things we're doing, kind of trailer wise, launch wise, and stuff. Um, uh, one of the things we've managed to to pull off is is genuinely incredible and really harks back to the spirit of our team and studio. Can you and tell me what the... that is after the finish. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. Yeah. What I want to know now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, there's something that I think you know, like I think a lot of people will, will smile when they see it. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll get they'll get some good little uh, good little fun out of it. I think, but I won't spoil it because I will get in a. A ton of trouble if I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, so there'll speaking... be stuff going on all over the world as well. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, keep oh, an yeah. eye out where you are. So speaking of your your excellent team there at Rare, uh, we've heard rumors that everyone has been somehow inserted in the game. Uh, are you able to tell us who you all are inside the game, or or is it a, a, tr- a hunt that we must find? Um, so all of the NP. Sorry, the um. Uh, you mean the creatures, the names that we have as pirates and stuff, or uh, or the NPCs? We're <laughs> basically all over it. There's so many different ways people are yeah. in. So. Everyone on the team is in there as enemies. So if you go out on hunts and if you're taking down skeleton forts, um, and the the voyages are named after uh, yep. people yes. on the team as well. Um, but then also the NPCs who have little lines of dialogue here and there. 
and um, that that they were all voiced by um members of the team as well. Yeah. So yeah. You're one of them. Um, I did I'm not two of voice the chicken. I was a little bit upset with my first one because I had to be a Mardi teenager, you see. So, like, <laughs> I, think, I think that might be why I got two. Because I had a Mardi about being a Mardi teenager. <laughs> yeah. Emma, how long did it take to voice all of the animal noises? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I missed the last appearance on this podcast, and apparently the reason given was I was voicing the chickens. But no, I no, you were a stunt double, like with motion capture. Yeah, motion capture. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> acting the chickens. Yes. yes. Oh. oh, yes. Performance <laughs> capture, I believe, is the new is the new word. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> Can you give us a sneak peek of what the chicken's going to sound like? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not the last thing that no. <laughs> the pig? No, he's done them all. All oh, right. Just reminded of that that classic <laughs> skit. We discussed this, and I said no. <laughs> so, so I do have a, a, a technical question for you guys. I uh, just recently got a really nice pair of gaming headphones that have Dolby Atmos support, and I heard rumors that Sea of Thieves will support it. Can you tell the folks that are listening a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. um, we will be, but it will be coming a little bit after launch. Um, mm-hmm. So it won't be directly at launch, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so that will be coming a little bit after launch. It didn't quite make our, our cut for the final version, sadly, but um, well, not final, the launch version. But uh, So that will be coming slightly after launch. When it comes to technically describing it, I'm way out of my depth there. <laughs> yeah, we, we had the sound guys on before. We should have asked them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, apologies. Like, for really that. inadequate, though. Like, where the uh, sound from? Should we just leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be noises. <laughs> yeah. sound all around. Amazing. Really good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Emma's pig noises will sound like they. Oh, my God. Seven <laughs> D pig noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this is uh, mainly directed to you, as this is your first time on the podcast, and we've never had a designer on before. Could you tell us a little bit more about your role within the team? Yeah, sure. So, kind of, I always find this really hard to put in a nutshell. It's kind of really hard. Um, design, obviously, we're responsible for the vision of the game. So, kind of, what the game is, what you're going to be doing, like moment to moment, how the mechanics work in the game, how everything comes together. With we work a lot with every other department. So um, in the example of, as we've been talking so much about the chickens and the pigs, like <laughs> something I've been working on recently, like, so we'll work with animation to make sure that, um, you know, when you approach the chickens and they flee, like that looks the right way. And we'll work with audio to make sure that Emma's recorded all the right sounds. And we'll work with the programmers, you know, to kind of explain how we want the systems to work. And then we just... We play a lot and we iterate and we fine tune and it's kind of our job to kind of be the be the role of the player and um, champion what's right for the player and um, yeah just work with all the teams to bring the vision of Sea of Thieves to life. And Shelley Shelley won't like me saying this, but she's like she's one of the heartbeats of the team, right? Genuinely, because of like since the very start of the project when it was such a small team. Um, there was there was Shelley, there was Andy, um, there was kind of Mike and Greg really like at the at the start. But Shelley and Andy were the the team that um figured out what that prototype should be, right? With the, all the post its of like 
what was the first ever goal we set ourselves? I can't remember. Like all players sailing the ship together. There we go. But that yeah. was the very simple as that. The high level first thing. Let's figure that out and make it work. And um and yeah. So so all of that kind of intuitive play you get now. That like you know that first person perspective. That was a choice that you you made. Um, how everything works. It's all natural and in game, and you kind of learn it and figure it out. All of that kind of stuff came from. Um, from from Shelley and Andy in the like very early days with a very small um, team of engineers too, and you know so so ever since then, um, uh, you know the the game that you're playing now was came from those early kind of you know buds I guess um that, like, like that that have now grown into this uh <laughs> um the wrong analogy for a that should be a ship but um <laughs> but uh, not a tree um but you know it's uh it really is so so you know it's um I think. It's especially special moment now, right, for you, Shell, um, yeah. to be coming to this launch. Yeah, this period. it's genuinely really emotional. Like, yeah. it, you know, you spend oh. all this time, and it, it it's part of your. It is you do put your heart and soul into, you know, your 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 life into it, and to, because you want that experience to be so right for players. You want to see the smile on people's face. You want to see people who don't know each other come together in a crew and walk away friends and. So many of the things that we dreamed about that really did feel like dreams when we were saying them have actually happened on this project. Things like that where we said, wouldn't it be amazing if people actually made friends on a ghost ship and then we've seen it happen. And and um, yeah, so now to be on the precipice of like that going to anybody who wants to play it can play it. That's that's an amazing time. Yeah, just just quickly, I'm cutting ahead in our, our notes here, but because uh, we were just talking about it uh, just briefly before and just now, you know, now that you're just reaching the end, how much has Sea of Thieves actually changed? You know, I played it um, back at Gamescom, um, and it was pretty – it was fairly similar, but definitely it's like a whole new game even now compared to the Gamescom build in a couple of years back. You know, would you recognize the early build, like the earliest of builds against the – the new game like would you recognize them still as sea of thieves or you, has it evolved I, so I much? think you i think you absolutely would obviously then there, there are differences of course but everything that the core the core feel and the core mechanics and the core way everything works and interacts together that kind of identity of what sea of thieves is which when you begin making a game it starts to you know you make those decisions but then the game starts kind of having its own identity and you start to just know what's right for that game and that was that was present really, really early on to the and that strong identity has stayed throughout, but we've just added more to it and it's grown and evolved like over that time. But with things like there are certain things in there like the ship that you could get the Unity prototype alongside and we've actually done this alongside the Unreal version, kind of two windows together on your PC, and you could um turn the wheel or or lower the sails or raise the anchor and it's identical just with really bad designer graphics in one and really nice <laughs> graphics in the other but the way everything works is, is kind of how we envisaged it really early on so it's just been a case of bringing it to life properly in production over all these years making sure you know obviously it all works it's all networked and it looks beautiful sounds beautiful has all the feedback that everybody all players want and need um yeah i think i think the heart of it's been there all the way through yeah nice. i think i do think like one one of the things that's probably had a bit of iteration i guess is is the progression stuff right of like what's oh, yeah. the yeah. what's the right balance of progression in a game like sea of thieves and because you want like direct, kind of directed goals that give you something to go after but that you don't 
mind if your session goes completely yeah. a different way and you know and I've, I've actually seen some people in our kind of um just in the community discussing this on twitter and stuff like um i don't know if you've watched burke black at all um he's a, a twitch streamer and it, basically he's a pirate twitch streamer and so like when it came to like our target <laughs> audience and burke black they were basically the venn diagram is a circle right and um <laughs> and so and he is genuinely brilliant to watch and and he was kind of going like are, are we going to play the same in once progression matters like in in the, um you know like just messing around and having fun and not feeling too precious about what happens in a session and what you get and what you earn and stuff um versus when it's for real are people going to start behaving a bit differently but we've always designed that progression system to, to give you just enough of a goal and also um you know that loss doesn't feel too bad yeah. and everything and um there's always opportunities to find stuff in the world and got, like you know we we want people to still have fun and make friends and when they approach other people you know what you get out of a session doesn't just have to be some numbers right it can be a great story a great memory yeah. a great moment and so i think so, that's what's unique about cfds like you can get those things out of the session you can get some um progression in in a, in a more traditional sense and you can feel like you're you know, you're getting some new cool gear for your pirate or, or whatever it is that you want. But you could also just come away with, you know, a, a torrid time in terms of on paper. Maybe you failed absolutely every voyage that you tried to go on, but you had the absolute time of your life. And like Joe says, balancing that that experience so that we never break that core experience in the pursuit of progression is something that has been that that has been something that we've iterated a lot on. Yeah, because if you make a progression system too effective. People will only do that and only yeah. play in that way, and they won't kind of embrace creativity and fun and like they, they they'll just do what the game is telling them to do. And um, it's kind of it's, it's kind of funny. Like I think games of like well not just games but life has drilled this into us. Like so, so you know when you were kids, you were more than happy to be creative, mess around, come up with your own kind of rules and roles in games and everything else. And then as you grow older. You start going to school, you start getting told what to do, you start having to do exams, you start having to get graded, then you go and get a job, and then you start getting progressing, like and, and getting you, it's goal oriented. <laughs> like yeah. it's basically goal oriented. So when when you play video games, like you're playing, you're having fun, it's it's a natural human instinct that we're all born with and we should never grow out of. But as you as you as you grow into an adult, there's a tendency to turn it into this goal oriented thing where it's like okay that i spent two hours playing games because i ticked all these boxes or i did all this progression and it's like you see these we always wanted to keep that kind of balance but there's both sides of that yeah exactly it's okay if you spend two hours pissing about in thieves you don't progress one iota and you just have fun and you come out of it with memories and laughter that's okay too yeah life's yeah. about like, the experience but, but, yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, like perfectly worthwhile. Yes. Where you yeah. you spend all day at work, so you can come home and spend all night on your second job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was all very beautifully put, by the way. It was. Yeah. Nice. I saw getting sound clapped. Ross <laughs> 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 uh, said uh, before we started that he he might be a bit emotional, so I'm just waiting for the, the moment when you when you uh, bring him to tears. Oh <laughs> no! Wait, I'll, I'll touch on that. It's like this is the fifth time we've had Rhea on a pod. We, we've all, we are reaching episode 100 soon, so we are two years into our show. Congratulations. Existence. Yeah. And, 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 you know, six weeks when this one goes out. But, you know, when 
I remember when the first 1,000 were accepted in an alpha program and Reese and I were running about an island in the dark and I fell into a giant hole in Sea of Thieves, <laughs> right? And I talked about it on this pod. I turned off the torch. Sorry, Russ. <laughs> but, you know, from from a podcast person, as an insider, I feel as if I've been on this journey with you. You know, I, I've been there right from the beginning and I know a lot of people in the community, the forums, on Reddit, everything as well, we all feel as if we've been along this journey for you. So when I said to Emma, I make emotional before the pod, it's just because I love the game so much, I love speaking to you guys, and I sort of feel the least that's coming to an end, but deep down I know it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no end, it's just we, we keep having more beginnings if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. We just true. set in sail from a new outpost. Oh That's my god, Shelly! Oh. She's on fire! Oh. Everyone is on, she's on, on fire tonight. Shelly, yeah. if this video game thing doesn't work out, there's space in a podcast for you. No, these, these are just like my self-soothing words. Like, it's all right, Shelly, we just set in sail from a new outpost. <laughs> but how we said, you know, that people are genuinely making friends in the game, you know, we as a studio and me personally came to you guys when Sea of Thieves was announced and so you know I, we've made friends yep. I've witnessed people who've flown in from other countries just to meet each other because they made <laughs> friends because of Sea of Thieves and I've been able to witness that and it's it's really amazing and it's I get I drunk in a bar in Birmingham with Joe there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I flew to the UK yeah, so that I could come and harass you at your office. Yeah, Reese has been in to visit us. Karina's been in to visit us. Ross has been in to visit us. Clay, you're Clay now. Just yeah. so you know, Ross, that's not oh, a exclusive list, by the way. Just so you know. what, what was that, sorry? <laughs> I said, just so you know, that's not a particularly exclusive list that oh, you're on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just you and me. Oh. Was there other people there? Oh, no, okay. Don't take that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, back to the questions. Anyway, last weekend was the final beta before release. Uh, what I want to know is, did you all secretly log into your hidden little Xbox Live accounts just so you could play with some random people and see what they could do? Well, yeah, like... I, I always do that. I don't do it that secretly. Like, so if if people come like know your gamer tag, then they can um, find you and stuff. But yeah, but luckily, luckily, no one really does know. Like, at least uh, my gamer tag. So um, yeah, you just jump in and play and 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 have fun. But it was it was funny because I uh, well not funny quite sadly, but I jumped in and um that, like there was a crew in the middle of a skeleton fort and uh, uh, so I jumped in and helped them and then I managed to kind of kill the. Um, uh, the kind of captain at the end by running towards him with a, a explosive barrel while someone shot it. Um, and then, like, so I died and was on the ghost ship. And then I just saw in text chat, so someone was obviously playing on PC because they typed into the chat and they were just like, I've just opened it and it's empty. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's <laughs> fuck. So, so I just kind of, I just quietly quit out of shame. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, a shame quit. <laughs> It was just one of the bugs that we didn't realise was in there, and it um and it stopped. We people started discovering it after a, a number of hours of the um uh of the final beta itself, and so in in that perspective, it was great because we learnt a thing and we yeah. fixed we fixed for launch. But um, you know, to put in the skeleton forts, which are super hard and challenging, and they're like a real, and then you get that euphoric moment, you beat it, you get the key, and you go and stick it in the door, and you open the door, and then it's fucking empty, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, someone someone tweeted me saying that they just like him and his friends just stood there like open mouth for like three whole minutes. <laughs> and, and Joe just very quietly just just walked backing away. Don't make eye contact. Wait, we're supposed to have something in there after you finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that I was, got a lot of yeah, that thing. Are you trolling us? <laughs> so yeah, we obviously very apologetic about that for for players that experience that because I know how frustrating that is. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's but it's helped us. It's we've learned and we fixed it, right? Yeah. So. Have they ever thrown you in the brig? I, I've <laughs> never been thrown in the brig actually. Um, and no, because because we've heard this is a like a problem and, and yeah, some yeah. we've witnessed it and we're looking into like well we've we've got some plans um in terms of things we want to do to help address it um. Uh, which we want to jump onto swiftly after launch. Actually, we've done some stuff beforehand, but we want to do some more. Um, and we're looking into the telemetry at the moment in terms of like how often does it happen? Uh, you really need to, to read uh, the Xbox One subreddit. There's a thread right now, and it's on the front page, and it's hilarious because one guy that they're talk, people were talking about Sea of Thieves, obviously, and one guy said he joined, and there was two other guys in the team, and they immediately threw him in the brig and said. You need to quit. We want our friend to join. And he was like, these people people are like, you have, he he said to these people, you have no idea how spiteful and stubborn I am. So he just (laughs) sat there and they like, apparently for hours while they were like harassing him and trying to drown him and throwing (laughs) things at him. And and he was just like, no, no, I live here now. And then other people (laughs) were joining into the thing like, this is exactly what happened to me too. They were like, as soon as I put me in the brig and told me to quit, they instantly were like, you have made a terrible mistake. Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I will outlast you. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really difficult problem to solve because obviously, like our intention with the brig is to try and help people who are, um, you know, have a minority on board who are causing trouble. You know, like three people can outvote one person who's who's causing trouble, but um, there's no way to like detect that they're causing trouble or not, which is kind of why we have the brig mechanic in the first place to put the power in the players' hands. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen, like it, it can be abused, which is, you know, a shame. It's something that we're not happy about, and we're going to work on, you know, improving that where we can. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that we've um, talked about internally, we tried to get in this in for launch actually, but um, it's because it would check. Like, I'll, I'll explain what it is, and then um, we like and explain why we couldn't get it in for launch. But we wanted to allow people to almost take a ship out on their own and then invite their friends. Um, after they were out there, if you know what I mean, and almost block off slots for people, so kind of have a public ship or a private ship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, because uh, we found right that a lot of these incidences were people who were maybe three friends. They were trying to get their fourth friend in. Uh, a, a stranger was joining them, and they were bringing them to kind of try and get them to quit so they could get their friend in, which is obviously just something that we can fix, right? We can allow yeah. people to just have that scenario. Yeah. So. But the reason we didn't want to make a change like that um, so close to launch is because it would affect like how many people are on each crew, how many are in each world, um, and all of that stuff um, kind of is part of our servers, our capabilities, and, and all of the stuff that we've been working on for months um, in terms of making sure the game runs with, with everybody playing. And so if we were to make a change that altered that dynamic, we would not be sure of what the result would be. And so it's something that we need to test and we need to kind of get it out there and test it with our um, pioneers and see what 
changes in the kind of the makeup of crews because we don't know how people are going to use that right are we suddenly going to see loads and loads of people with mm. one person on a big ship like it, who knows i'd like I, I don't think so but we, we have to test it and so the the short-term thing we we made was that on the front end you can kind of select the galleon and then three yeah. players or or four players so you can if, if it's just three friends that want to go out together then they can um but but what it doesn't yet address is the hey we're out like we, our friends are going to be online in an hour so let's Let's go out and adventure together for a bit, and then they can join us, and we can guarantee that there's lots of there. So, you know, it's 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 something we're going to do. It's just about as like as soon as we can jump onto it after launch. But yeah, it's just we'd love to get it out, but it's just not as simple as it sounds, I guess. Um, uh, because of yeah. well, you know what would be really simple and would make my day is when are you guys going to have some see at these action figures that I can buy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Need to add more to my collection. I, I, you know, the, I already have uh, a figurine for Sea of Thieves. We did the, the Glow in the Dark, Dark Pirate Lord at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, you can buy the Gold Hoarder Skeleton. Wait, there's uh, a Glow in Dark the Pirate Lord. Yeah, I have that there one. Was, yeah, we didn't sell those. We made those oh, um, give away at a show. Um, there's a Tataku figurine range, and you can get the Gold Hoarder Skeleton from there, either on their website site or on our Sea of Thieves store. Uh, we've just added some more stuff today, actually. So keep an eye on our store because there's more stuff to come. And there's a loot crate thing as well, isn't there? Not lo- oh, yes. loot crates. Oh. Loot crates not. Oh, the yes. <laughs> and and um, our CFPs fans get a discount on that crate. So check our social channels and we've got the discount code there. Ah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that then. There you go. Clay yeah. had a completely different question. But he deleted it and changed it to that, and that's what I was laughing at before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want to know what the other question was. I can't even yeah. remember. He just deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what's your favorite thing that you've seen people do uh, throughout the beta? I mean, a lot of people try a lot of silly things. So, what's your favorite? I actually really like the female streamer who shot herself out of a cannon and landed in the doorway of the tavern. I know that was a really short clip, but it was just so technically impressive based on how I could never even hit an island and she hit the tavern door. <laughs> she was holding a beer as well, wasn't she, when she landed? Yeah, flying through the air, oh, uh, it in hand, walked straight into the tavern. Maybe this should be a new way of public transport. Absolutely. <laughs> Cannons. Cannons to work. Ask, let's get Dave on that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a really cool one over the weekend. I think it was from Final Beta where... And if you saw this one, where there was a, a small ship, a sloop in the storm, and they were kind of going down the crest of a wave, and a galleon caught the caught caught the wave and literally went over the top of them without <gasps> damaging them. They just kind really? of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I've never, I've not seen that. Yeah, at all. I didn't even know it was possible. Like, no, Craig I didn't know. Like, is that possible? And then I watched it, and yeah, that's one of the best things I've ever seen. That's all. Although yeah. I assume it was completely unintentional and it just happened, but it was really cool. Now known as jump, jumping the sloop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, so yeah, and uh, my my one was the um, the crew that basically went and collected about a million cages or crates um, for the creatures. And because I don't know if you've seen, they have this little glint on them that um, they they light up to. So so if you lose one on an island, you can find it and stuff. But they all glint in unison. Oh, have we changed that now. Oh, Shelley. Right. Shelley just like she's she's oh, made it. So, creative. Un- yeah, it. But, yeah, but um but Where basically somebody 
Yeah, somebody got so <laughs> many, so many of these that they then spelt out "Sea of Thieves" in crates on a beach, and there's a there's a gif of them all glinting, so they all glint at once. Really cool. So it looks like a crystal. Like a neon like, sign, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It looks like not, we're on, but, yeah, on yeah. the Vegas Strip, and it's just, yeah. yeah. But it was That's so cool. good, and the but the amount of time it takes to drop a crate and get it to land in the right place yeah uh, so that you can line things it's just up really with. creative as well it's something yeah, yeah. but don't worry you can still do it with the artifact and they'll be gold glint so it's even the most popular one on the subreddit was easily uh i don't know if you guys managed to catch it but it's a very short gif of there's a guy on a ship and he turns and there's another ship like just parked right next to them and he runs over and fires the cannon and the ship that he shoots at flies up into the air over the top of his ship and lands on the other side of his ship, like completely dodged him. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, it's a, it's a glitch. <laughs> and yeah. it just, the say, timing, that's actually the Kraken, isn't it, when that happens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a glitch. Not a glitch. <laughs> 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 that's actually Final functionality for the Kraken is just when the boats fly randomly across the sky. Yeah, that is the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> we worked super hard on that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've not seen that video. I will. I will check it out. It's it's great. I recommend it. But guys, that's basically all the time that we have for you on this week's episode. We are super excited to get our hands on the game. Next week, uh, it's going to be available for everybody on Thursday. Uh, sorry, not Thursday. Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Next couple of days. Yeah. Next Yes. So look forward to that. Um, good luck, guys. Thank it's you. Oh, and Reece, exciting. When this, when this comes out, uh, Shelley and Joe actually, and some other people, We'll be doing a Reddit AMA on the Xbox One subreddit, so that's yes. You stole my you stole my plug. I was Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, make sure you guys tune in. It's going to be at uh, it's 3 p.m. it's GMT. 3 p.m. GMT and 11 a.m. Eastern US time, uh, and it's going to be it's going to be really really cool. And I promise not to tweet the wrong thing again, like I did this morning. <clears throat> I, oh, I, I, I accidentally uh, apparently you guys call your forum moderators deckhands and I didn't know that and I thought oh, I was yes. being clever and making a pun. Oh okay. Mm. Oh so you actually you, you thought you told the deckhands they were doing an AMA on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping them on their toes. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Again, uh, you've you've been on many times before, uh, Emma and uh, Joe. So thanks for joining us again. Uh, and it was so nice to have you for the very first time, Shelley. Hopefully not the last. And, uh, yeah, just good luck. Thank cool. you very much. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure, guys. And, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll see you out there on the seas. Yeah. So thank you, Shelley, Emma, and Joe for joining us. We can't wait to get a hold of the game on Tuesday, finally. And I just know I'm not going to be able to put this down. I've been waiting so long for Sea of Thieves to come out. It's now almost the time actually play it I just can't wait I'm pretty sure there's only one game that anyone's going to be playing next week and that's it Thieves exactly exactly <laughs> but um, we, we sort of alluded to on the podcast they are coming to the subreddit for an AMA Reese, do you want to give some details on that yeah sure so if you didn't catch what we were saying uh, and basically we were just sort of uh, arguing amongst ourselves <laughs> during the pod but this Friday the 16th of March we're going to have the AMA uh, it's going to be huge 
huge. There's going to be a ton of people from Rare participating. I'm not going to tell you who because that's spoilers, but it's 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 going to be impressive. Believe me. Uh, and that AMA is going to be taking place at 3 p.m. GMT. That's British time and 11 a.m. in the States if you live on the East. I don't know what that is, Pacific time, but basically just come to the suburb at that day and ask as many Sea of Thieves and pirate-related questions as you can. And you may or may not notice a shiny new coat of paint on the subreddit as well. We're, we're doing a theme. And it's, it's, it, I think this is going to be, I, in fact, I know that this is our best work yet when it comes to themes. It's really, really nice. Rich, Richard and Mikey have been putting in serious hours, guys. So thanks for that. It's Wait, really nice. As a Reddit user, I'm not a mod or anything else, but the themes are absolutely amazing. So, you know, uh, kudos to, I, I know the amount of effort some of the mods put into the themes. And I, honestly, I cannot wait to see this one because looking at ones you've done in the past, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. So a big shout out to all everyone who's involved in making the themes in the subreddit because I know everyone likes them. Unless you're yeah, mobile. it's they're Unless really fun to do. <laughs> Unless you're a mobile, oh, and then and then it's the worst thing ever. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great. Believe me, this is definitely our our best work yet. And like I said, there's going to be an AMA. There's going to be a review roundup thread. There's going to be a discussions mega thread. It's going to be Sea of Thieves all day, every day this week uh, or next week, I should say. So make sure you tune in and check that out. Now, Reese doesn't know I'm actually doing this, but as you noticed and what we mentioned before, Reese is now an Xbox MVP, which actually comes with a bit of a perk because you're going to be making a trip soon. Reese, would you like to tell us where? Yeah, I'm going to attend the Xbox Most Valuable Professional uh, <laughs> Summit. There's an MVP summit. And it's happening in the final week of this month. And Microsoft has been super nice to offer to fly me out to the States to attend. Uh, we are going to probably do some sort of summit-related thing. But I know that there's going to be a lot of Xbox. Uh, we're going to meet We're going to meet Phil. Uh, that's going to be so cool. Uh, I'm going to meet the other MVPs. We're going to talk about Xbox and the future of Xbox. And it's going to be... It's going to be amazing. I will make sure to uh, let you guys know exactly what went down when I get back. Um, at least what I can tell you, obviously. Um, and it's it's just it's going to be fun. So stay tuned for more on that. Uh, okay. Well, there's one thing. If you do not get a sound bite from Phil Spencer, do not come back on this podcast. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. I will. I will do my best to get. Phil to say something. I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll endorse the, the podcast, but I will get him to say something, even if I have to stealth just record our conversation. No, I'm actually have to record the convo and then edit everything, like each letter yeah, but, together. And but you see, you'll you'll hear me put the phone in my pocket, and then you'll hear me walk up to him and be like, and I'll just freeze. I'm only going to ask you one favor as well. You know, sound bite and all. But I've been saying this for, you know, almost two years now. We're almost coming up to the second year of this podcast, right? Which I, I still can't get my head around. But can you ask Phil if he'll wear a t-shirt with my face on it? Three? <laughs> I'll do my best. That's brilliant. Yeah. You need to, no, you need to get it printed and just send it in. 
But no, I'm not paying for it, Karina. It. He's got to pay for it and get it made and ask yeah. me for a picture. I'm not paying for it. I said this to AC Bongos before. I'm not paying for it. But I just, you know, <laughs> you know, I think after two years of editing this podcast, if you heard Reece speak, come on. Um, <laughs> like, you know, I think, you know, I just want my face on his T-shirt E3. I don't think it's too much to ask. I'll, I'll see what I can do for you, Ross. You guys can also look forward to a podcast interview in the near future. I think it might have to be next month after the summit so that we have something interesting to talk about. But I'm going to get Malik Prince on, and you guys may recognize him from the Community Minute on last week on Xbox, and he does a whole bunch of other uh, video hosting stuff for Microsoft as well. So we'll get Malik on. Malik is in charge of the MVP program as well, and we can talk about stuff with him. That'll be fun. Perfect. I'll look forward to that. But I've got some Sea of Thieves to play, so if no one minds, let's end this podcast. Do it. <laughs> so for another week, Xbox turn off. Guys, do you wanna you wanna wish rare any 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 well wishes? Can I have a quick question? It's not on the list. Can animals drown? Yes. Badly. Oh, oh man, I so need to drown a chicken. Oh, oh. Wait, you so, so need to drown a chicken? Is that what you Oh my god, No, I nearly drowned my chicken. It's Joe's fault. Joe jinxed it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I nearly um I picked up the wrong chicken and there's only one way to uh change your chicken and it's not very nice. So <laughs> RIP uh what do we call it? Nuggets. I think we call it nuggets. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we've had yeah, we had um Hamilton the first for a pig. We've had Calvin's my companion, we've had Chester's, we had Wee Wheezy. Uh one was called Select because I was eating McDonald's at the time during the stream, so we called it Ch- chicken select. Oh. And, and then Nuggets was the one that we, like died. Making me sad. Yeah. You legit but... eating McDonald's during a stream. I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen Karina's stream. There's not a point throughout the stream that she's not eating. How is she so slim? I do not know. I know. I was going to say, I think Karina, out of everyone, is the best shape out of all four of us on this podcast. Think for yourself, man. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> well, you might have the best hair out of it. <laughs> yeah, you just when when they're underwater, you can see their little animations, their little. It's really horrible now. Yeah, but I didn't think they actually drowned. Yeah, and you I guys, didn't... you guys haven't seen the snake yet. And when you when you take the chickens or the pigs near the snake, they get really scared, and it feels really bad now. Right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm cancelling my pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. Not in a good way. You want to look after them. You want to ah, get them okay. back safely. Yeah. It's it's supposed to incentivize you to look after them, right? Because they're they're vulnerable, aren't they? Yeah, you need to be a good human being. 
get yeah. them safely and look outside, or, or, kill them or, or not. <laughs> the chicken slayer. <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, I didn't do it. I had to get I had to get Ben to do it. I couldn't I couldn't kill it. Can you kick the chickens, Fable style? No. no. You can stab them though. We are stab them. <laughs> <laughs> this this conversation is getting really weird. 